Welcome to episode 94 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto guys, welcome along to episode 94 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going mate? I'm sensational. Sen flipping sensational, why is that? Because I had a swim this morning and I'm all fresh and you're a little tired. I've just been for the first six hour bike ride I've done months and I'm a, I'm a little bit tired but you know what? I'm here to deliver. Solo six hours. I did hours. make one mistake, yes, solo six hours. Forgot the vest. It's been a while. Oh dear. <laughs> Don't forget the vest, guys. I'll tell you what, a little, little tip to start with. When I did my 300 kaya, I took a handful of vest, wrapped it in, uh, oh, wrapped it in like backup foil, vest. and I lashed that on about 150k. It's great. It's great. Do you have imagery of that one right now? Oh, it's <laughs> great. Okay, man, talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofwai.com for all your coffee needs, trywise.com for all your try, try shopping needs, and athlinks.com for your social network for endurance athletes and tracking. Of race results. Are you happy with that? That's fine. That's rough enough. Okay, so in this week's show, we've got our news coming up. We've got an age grouper of the week. We've got a high five, which was Kat's one. What was it? How not to look like a dick. How not to look like a dick. Website of the week, Coach's Corner is going to be what? What are we doing this week? <laughs> Something about swim stuff, I know. That's right. How to keep you swimming interesting. Oh, that's, mm. that's good because swimming is bloody boring. We've got a couple of questions and answers at the end. Let's rock on. So first of all, coming up this weekend, we've got Challenge Wanaka. We're both making the big trip south. Should be uh, some, some good racing. There's, uh, they've doubled their numbers this year from last year, which is fantastic. Still not going to be a massive field. I think they've got... Um, 200 and something, isn't it? Yeah, they've got, mm-hmm. you know, they've got over 100, I think, individuals. In it. But what's really um, taking off and what is being really popular is the team aspect. And, mm. uh, and a lot of people are really positive about that, and I think that's where they're going to... My friend Chris is doing that. Mm. Yeah, there's, mm. there's lots of local people heading down, so... Should be a good day. Bevan and I will be floating around, um, probably sort of the that sort of Wanaka Township area, I'd imagine. Yeah. And um, yeah, a few contenders. Well, in the girl side of things, it should be a pretty close race, wouldn't you? Shouldn't it for the winning position? I think it'll be close until they come off the bike. Um, relatively close. So the, the three main contenders we've got is uh, Hilary Biscay, who was third last year. Gina Ferguson, who won Ironman Wisconsin. Yep. And Marilyn McDonald. And Marilyn has pretty sure she's won an Ironman. She won one of the Asian ones. Was, was it, it Malaysia? Was it Malaysia or something like that. Yeah. 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 So Hilary's a great swimmer. Um, Good steady biker and re- sort of steady runner. Not she's normally like a nine forty girl, isn't she? Yeah, yep. I think what was she? I think she was probably closer to ten last year on, on yep. that course, uh, but she has been a bit injured, so I'm not quite sure how she's going to go. Uh, Gina's obviously in good form, and uh, it will be interesting to see if she can step up. And what will be interesting to see if she actually can match what. Um, Belinda Granger, Granger yeah, did last yeah. year because that'll be the real comparison to see how quick these girls are going. It's interesting because Justin's over here but Belinda isn't. Yeah, so mm. I'm not quite sure why that is. Uh, Maybe the money's not so good. And then Marilyn McDonald, uh, really strong biker, uh, steady runner, not such a good swimmer so she'll be playing catch up. And then uh, I'm not, I don't know a great deal about the other two German girls i got listed up here, Suzanne Buchanai and Celia Kirch, who we know is a steady performer, but she won't be threatening for the win. Mm, on the guy's side of thing, we've got Dragster, who won it last year. Yeah. Kind of unofficially won it. Mm-hmm. Well, officially won it, but yeah. the unofficial person was the... The, club, uh, wait, the big man. The big man, Pete Van Bruspick. Mm. So And then we've got Chris McDonald also racing. And so. Justin Granger. So I think... Uh, Luke and Chris have both had some really close races over the last 12 months, sort of 
Western Australia, they were close. Rope, Rope were close. yeah, was sprint at the end. Yeah. So that should be really interesting. Uh, if everybody had a, a really good race and it went to form and everybody was at their peak performance, I think Petra Vibrusa could probably take them. Yep. Um, but you never know, he races a lot, and if he's a little bit tired, I'm sure those other two will be able to take him down. Uh, and good on him for coming back, because he oh, could have been, yeah. been really annoyed and... You know, but, uh, he's been the better man, isn't he? He is being the better man. Yeah, I like that. So we'll, uh, we'll be cheering all those boys on. Justin Granger, second last year. It was a close second. Um, yeah. Again, I think he, he might struggle if the other guys are really firing, but if, if they're not firing, he'll certainly be nipping at their heels. A few other German dudes racing. Uh, I don't know anything about them. Uh, Michael Hoffman, Mark. Oh, man, how do you do that one? Seizerbinsen. Yeah. Psych- and uh, we've got a Kiwi, Keegan Williams racing. He was uh, around about 10th last year at Ironman New Zealand. And one of our local boys, you reckon, has got a pretty good chance of doing okay. Yeah, Dave Plews signed up for his it'll be second Iron Distance race. Uh, excellent athlete over Olympic uh, and half Ironman. And if he can transfer that into an Iron Distance race, I think he'll be a real threat to not not beat those front guys. But, but be, be up there. Yeah, yeah. And, and go pretty much nine hours or possibly even under nine hours. And if he does that, he's going to be pretty close. Wow. Um, Ironman 70.3 South Africa was on the weekend and old Reynard Tissing and Desiree Flicker. Mm. Not Flicker. Not Flicker. We'll get in trouble about that one. Old Flicker, she flicked them. She flicked them out the back. She flicked them by 12 minutes. Pretty, yeah. pretty comfortable win for her. Uh, Close to the men's side of things, but there's yeah, only no. like basically, what, a minute in it? Well, that, that guy who got third, Fraser Cartmel, he apparently led out of the swim and a few people have sent in emails mentioning him as, as somebody to watch in the future. Yeah. Um, but Reynard Tissink is, is blazing time of 18.33 in the swim. It sounds a bit short to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds a little on the short side. <laughs> what if he's just a legend, John? Maybe he is. <laughs> I loved your assumption. It must be short. <laughs> uh, but Reynard Tissink's yeah, top quality athlete, top 10 in Hawaii a couple of times. But yeah, close racing. They're 4.03 for Reynard Tissink. Frederick Van Leerd, uh, 4.04, Fraser Cartmel, 4.10, Constantine Bashaw, who was over here in Christchurch last year, 4.13, and we had Carl Storm in fifth place, oh, racking up a storm. Racking up a storm. Yes. Uh, girls, we had what? Desiree. Flicker. Yep. 4.46, Heidi Jessberger, 4.58. Man, some good names here. Yeah. Lucy, is it Lucy? I wonder if that's a different way of spelling Lucy. I hear on the end. Zegan Zelenikova. Oh, very good. And Davina Nixon, 4504. <laughs> Lisa Bauman, 504. That's a bit of a sprint finish there, eight seconds in it. Nice. Worth a mention. Worth, worth a mention then, okay, we'll give it to them. And the, the, the whole 70.3 series, man, it's really taking off. They're, they seem to be announcing races all over the place um, in terms of new ones coming up, which is fantastic. Leading into you did that really well. New Iron Distance race, the new no, the Plymouth Rock Triathlon Festival. Mm. Tell me more, John. The event is called this because and it's scheduled to take place on the thirty first of August two thousand eight in Plymouth, Plymouth, MA. Is MA Massachusetts? I maybe? wouldn't have the foggiest. The event will feature an Iron Distance Triathlon and an International Distance Triathlon with staggered start times. The Iron Distance race will start at seven a.m. and the International will start at ten a.m. Fantastic. We love uh, promoting new races, iron distance races, uh, and it's great to see these guys putting on an extra race, and that can be their extra income stream to get bigger numbers. And it's interesting they've only got 500, limited to 500 participants in each race. Interesting. That's, maybe that's it's, interesting. Maybe it's a small area, or maybe small roads, things like that. But for those, so for there is an MA. MA. <laughs> for Ma. Enter up. All these details are on tryjuice.com, where you can go to Plymouth 
rocktriathlon.com. Looks the website looks to be going live February the first. Okay, TriJuice seems to be becoming a website that's becoming more and more of one of our sources, isn't it? It's, oh, it's, it's great. TriJuice.com. And one thing you want to do to support them when you go there is click on a Google ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bivin just heard them a couple of cents. It's about thirty cents, and I'm sure they appreciate me doing and it. It goes off to order yeah. Bivin's Iron Man DVD. There we go. We've got to mention that later on. Oh, there we go. See, that was, that was perfect. Okay, what else have we got? We got. Uh, there's a bit of a just for you Kiwis. There's a bit of a tour that's really good for training. It's called the Six by two hundred. It's going to be happening around March, April, uh, March time. If you go to cisport.co.nz, you can find out the details. Like Bevan said, six, it's called the Six by Two Tour. Two hundred kilometres per day for six days. Fantastic train. If you get good weather, it's absolutely sensational. You go from Christchurch across the west coast, down the west coast. Uh, back over to Wanaka and Queenstown and then back up to Christchurch. It's a really great way to train for those who have like a European race. Oh, perfect. Yeah, leading to a European race. It's kind of like an epic type camp, so it's only cycling, but it's definitely a really great place to get your base in. So I'll have a link to that on Ironman Talk this week. New Zealand Bike Champ to race triathlon. Yeah, well, at the weekend we had the New Zealand uh, National Cycling Champs and Melissa Holt, who's a girl from the North Island, she's yeah. been uh, raced a bit as a pro. She's been a... a carded athlete or, or high performance athlete in New Zealand for cycling and she's stepping up and she's going to give Ironman a crack wow. and as a result she's actually been uh, dropped from the high performance cycling really? squad yeah I don't know if it was a result of that or a result of not, not such good performances but really interesting to see what sort of a bike time she rips out uh in terms of <coughs> going up there she was actually racing in a team with Sarah Ulmer up at the uh, Tauranga Half Ironman Oh really? So she's obviously a fantastic biker and it'll be interesting to see what sort of bike split she does compared to say Joe Lorne who's one of the stronger riders in the sport for the females. And Joe comes from a cycling background as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So. Um, so we've got a bit of an inside goss and uh, not naming the name again because when you give us inside goss we don't name our sources do we? <laughs> We just malicious rumours. That's right. People. But hey, we've got to put the rumours out there. Read this for in the forum. Someone said, someone. Yeah. The mystery man or girl. Mm-hmm. Or dog. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true, but the race, di- <laughs> the race director of Ironman France is, is the same who accepted former German bike pro, how do you say one? Kai Huntemark. Kai Huntemark decided a no doping, doping paping issued by Ironman Journey into Ironman Austria. So he's accepted. So the big, no, basically the rumour is Rasmussen is going to race at Ironman France. Uh, he's, uh, I don't know exactly what his ban or, or where his cycling ban is at the moment, uh, but we all know that he was... Racing in the Tour this year, uh, leading the Tour, pretty much not guaranteed to win, but in a very, very strong position, then got booted out of the Tour because he said he was in Mexico and he was actually off training somewhere else. So, bit of a dodgy, uh, bit of a dodgy story there, but do you, know, do you know what Rasmussen looks like? No. He's this tall, Danish, skinny, skinny, skinny dude, and he's uh, apparently going to be doing um, Ironman France. And I think it, I reckon his, he'd sink like a stone in the in the pool, man. Oh, okay, really. I think it'd be a very weak swimmer, but uh, I'd, I'd love him to prove me wrong. He'll obviously he's not a great time trialist on the bike. Um, he's obviously a very strong cyclist, but time trialing is not his strength. Very amazing guy in the mountains, so it's going to be fascinating to see if he. Uh, okay, so this is a well. bad thing for our sport. Well, if he's under a sanction from cycling, I think yes, it is. If, if he's being yeah, because it's we're assuming he's a drug cheat. Yeah. And so, if that's the case, should should race organisers be chasing people like that for PR? Because that's what they're doing really at the end of the day, isn't it? I think so. So, I'm not exactly sure where his ban is at the moment um, with his cycling. Yeah. Uh, because he didn't actually get caught 
uh, taking drugs, he got caught Hiding making something. some sort of infringement. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's kind of a bit of a, a funny call um, whether he should or shouldn't be accepted. But I think it'd be interesting if he did race to see how he performed. But uh, and I guess the debate is whether he should be allowed to race. And, I'd probably say, if I was a race director, I probably wouldn't want to race. Yeah, but disappointing the race director, to be honest, because to me, <clears throat> they're really, if, like, and this is only hearsay, but they really are using it as just a PR mm. thing, you know, and to get their race in PR, but I don't know if it's necessarily good PR. Mm. You know, like, it's you're kind of saying, well, we're working with jug tricks into our sport, and yeah, uh, we've got a bit of ITUs here, uh, ITU news here, and uh, they're, they're losing a sponsor. Yeah, they managed to do this every time. I can't believe it. Uh, ITU signed up a fantastic sponsor in BG, um, British Gas. Must have been last year at some stage. Big sponsorship deal. BG were really getting into the sport and not just providing them with money, but really providing them with a lot of support and also developing the sport in, uh, in the developing nations. And somehow the ITU have managed to cock it up or, or BG have maybe had a change in direction. But it seems to happen every time with the ITU. They, they managed to secure a good sponsor. You know, tri- people think, right, triathlon's going to be the next marathon sort of yep. craze and every time they manage to balls up and it's just so disappointing because uh, World Cup's really got some good momentum now and uh, just disappointing to see and, and hopefully it's not going to affect um, the life Okay, so how will this hurt the sport do you think? You know, because obviously they injected a lot of cash into the sport. Well, it may affect the prize money. I don't think it does because I think they probably get the majority of that through the IOC yep. um, but I think where it will affect is, is the development of the sport. Uh, these guys were sponsoring a lot of camps in say Africa and Asia and really developing things there so I think that's where we're really going to suffer and they were also providing quite a bit of resources in terms of behind the scenes sort of admin work and that's all going to drop out. Um, and, and let's be honest, the more money a sport has, the more chance that that sport has to promote itself, mm. to push itself forward and mm. so obviously a big sponsor like what, BG but I, but I think it's a case that, from, from what I've heard, and this is pretty reliable stuff from people on the inside, that these organisations are still running themselves as sort of Mickey Mouse organisations uh, rather than setting up as a really good, sustainable business, yep. really working on getting maximum exposure for your sponsor and, and really trying to get the politics out of it. But there's still a lot of politics in there from the sound of it. And, uh, yeah, it's just a real shame. Mm, Epic Camp's only two weeks away. And uh, if, you want to, if you want to go to Epic Camp and watch the actual coverage, go to epiccamp.com. Now, there isn't coverage won't start yet, right. but once uh, it does start, they, you've got your daily blogs from like you, yeah. Scott, and Gordo, and a couple of other athletes can write up stuff as well. The cool thing is, yeah, us on ironmantalk.com. Live coverage every we're, day. Yeah, we're going to be releasing a show every day like we did last year. So um, it would be very much like last year's interviewing the athletes and just kind of talking crap and kind of getting in some insight and kind of telling what's happening on the camp and uh, mm. yeah. so this year we will we get Bevan's responsibility is to get it up every day and we're yep. going to have good internet access every there's only one day where we won't have good internet oh, access oh, that's uh, good. Tekapo, so that'll be day two but other than that they'll be up there every day and uh, and I'll be having a bit more of a part in it this year as well because Jumbo's, I'm going to be doing the camp Jumbo's actually not being the Mr. Camp Director are you? I'm a little bit I will be doing a little bit of that but I'll be uh, I'll be doing who's helping out Michelle We've got Michelle, yep. we've got John Alice's back, our masseuse extraordinaire, and we should actually get him on just to talk a little bit about massage, yep. um, and how, perhaps how people's legs and their muscles sort of change during the camp. Dave Dwan, who's a champion. Oh, is he back, is he? Dave's back from more. Oh, he's a champion. We've got Chris McAteer, who's a former, um, well, multiple oh, world, coming out world championship. Oh, he'll break his heart that he's not doing it. Yeah. Hey. And then we've got Rob Creasy, who's also a New Zealand age group rep, and he's a sports scientist. Don't know Rob. 
Uh, you would have met him before, yep. <laughs> and he's a good athlete, and uh, so that's the support crew. Support crew rocks, mm. honestly. They're great. Anyway, hot topic of the week. Last week we had, our question was, why should we pay, or should we pay? Uh, this week's question is, are you happy about your taxpayer money going towards funding pro athletes? Why or why not? Now, to be honest, because I did my six-hour bike ride, which I thought would only be five hours, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really done my prep for this week's show, but John Boy's going to start, and I'm going to try to find the shorter ones. Okay, so I've got Greg from Hudson, Ohio. Uh, I would rather my tax dollar <coughs> towards training facilities that, that all could use and towards the support of athletes who represent the whole country, Olympians, for example. Support for individual pro athletes is like support for an individual for profit for profit companies. Which ones get support? Which ones don't? Does it create unfair support for one over the other? That being said, I'd much rather fund a triathlete than uh, than seeing my tax dollars being used for. 1.2 million to study the breeding habits of woodchucks. Hey, that's pretty important stuff. Woodchucks is important. How much wood would woodchuck chuck a woodchuck could chuck wood? Uh, See, that's, that's worth 1.2 million there. It's <laughs> $100,000 study to how to avoid a falling spacecraft. That's pretty important too, but because mm. what if it fell on your house? I know, it wouldn't be pretty. Yep, uh, 270000 to combat goth culture hey. in Blue Springs, Missouri. That's really important. Goth. Especially you, My Chemical Romance, you heard of that band? I have heard of it, I wouldn't have yeah. what they sing, but oh, yeah, I've heard yeah, of them. They're great. And 144,000 to see if pigeons follow human economic laws. And then, this, this is an important one actually, 19 million to examine gas emissions from cow flatulence. And that, that is actually quite a big issue in New Zealand. Mm, mm. Our cows fart a lot. <laughs> and it is a big issue. Okay. So, that's Greg's views. I've picked up one here, I've got Trevor, it's got, I think that they should be funded, absolutely. However, because they are funded, they should be held to the highest of standards. For example, if they're found guilty of doping, they should be forced to pay back all the money. Ooh. Some, that was so, the Ironman Switzerland, uh, yeah, in the contract. Rule, well, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. To, you didn't have to pay back all the money, you had to pay back money plus a lot more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, it was a pretty harsh penalty. Good thing. Imagine if Marion Jones had to pay all her money back, that'd be a lot. But she's gone to jail, hasn't she? She's gone to jail for six months, apparently. What, what's that about? I'm, I'm not up for the pay. The, 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 she's not going to jail for taking drugs, she's going to for jail misleading. for lying. Because oh, they're trying to do it to Barry Bonds as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it right? Yeah. No, but I mean, do you think it's fair? Well, I think she should get punished more for her drugs as well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. She should be going to jail for it. It's pretty harsh. But anyway. Uh, go see an example. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty tough example. <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> She'll only serve 10 days. What about... Uh, oh, don't worry. Go. Yeah. Um, Brad, <laughs> I don't have a problem with funding athletes. What I do have a problem is with the... In- inevitable entourage of highly paid officials and admin staff that will surely accompany them. I think you like that one, don't you? Mm. Yeah, you do like that one, don't you? Okay, Steve, he's got... I've got to agree with Greg, which I don't actually know which one's Greg was. Did you read Greg's? I haven't got Greg's. So I've got Greg again yeah, here, actually. Greg the first one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there are a lot of crazy stuff that our taxpayers go, money goes for. So athletes are a really good thing for the money to go to. And really, we've talked a lot about the fact that triathlon has never really been a big money sport. These pro athletes are not getting rich. Most are barely able to keep the flow with whatever money they are getting. So good on the countries for helping out the athletes, but realistically, it's just help. It's certainly not putting them in Ferraris or yachts. That's right. Very good point. Uh, and now I've got the final one. I'm not sure if it's from Brad again. Uh, in the same way that my money pays for actors on BBC, so a few, um, so a few pro athletes could be funded to provide me with some light weekend entertainment. Perhaps if one of my athletes <clears throat> wins, I could bask in the glory and feel better about myself and think about what a wonderful country I live in. <clears throat> if they lose, I might get depressed and think about emigrating <laughs> like the land of the box. Sorry, I had to get that in. Seriously, infrastructure development, which benefits uh, many average Joes, is far more important than paying a few Mr. Genetic Superbreeds. State-sponsored athletes are government pawns. 
there to distract the public from any real issues or to showcase their country on the world stage. Personally, I don't want my money doing either. Oh, um, Jeff is saying, I think that it is fine that some pros get funding. They provide both entertainment and inspiration. What I object to is that, that it tends to be only Olympic distant races that are getting the funding. In Scotland, we have had some fantastic results lately with our long distance and triathletes and dual athletes, but they get very little central funding. Mm, that's that's point. In New Zealand, they do actually get a bit of funding now, which is do a little they? bit different. Um, Brownie and uh, Jean has recently been carded, Gina Ferguson. Uh, but so it's kind of based on where you are as a world class athlete, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. If, if you can prove that you're in the top five uh, for Ironman races, then there is a little bit of funding there, but it is very much based more towards the ITU distance. And, and it's, for example, Doe's getting nothing, whereas if Doe was an ITU guy. Uh, he, he'd be, no, he's carded. Oh, is he? But he wouldn't be getting the same as, say, if he was doing comparably the same on the yeah, World Cup, he'd yeah. get a lot more. Yeah. Mm. Okay, what's your thoughts, John Boo? Uh, my thoughts are, I, th I think it's really good that we do have uh, funding for athletes, and the main reason is just to have a little bit of inspiration. See, I've done my prep here. Yeah, and I haven't this week, so you, no. you've, you've shown me up. I have, you showed me up last week. Yeah. Um, but I think it is a necessary part of society for, I don't know, especially for Kiwis, and I'm looking at it from a Kiwi perspective, to provide some inspiration for the young and for people who just maybe get off their ass and, and do something. But I think it's, it's obviously got to be backed up with funding for... Uh, participation level events so you know if somebody sees Hamish Carter out there winning the Olympic gold medal there needs to be some funding I believe for some entry level triathlons so if somebody goes right that's fantastic Hamish has done that I want to go out there and give triathlon a go and I think in New Zealand we do quite a good job of that with the Wheat Vicks series I don't, yeah. I don't think that's necessarily funded by the government but there are pathways for athletes that want to give triathlon a go Hmm. What do you think? I, I, I don't really know, to be honest. Um, in some ways, I feel because like, <clears throat> I'm kind of into small government, and I'm kind of into government not trying to tell us how to live our lives, and that we should be more individually responsible for our own lives and not look to the government to rule our lives. And so, in that way, I kind of feel that it's the sports that's their job to create the initiative, to create the money to come into their sport, to then fund their athletes. And you know, and so in a way, I kind of think, well, um, in an ideal world, the government wouldn't be having influence over. Th things in our lives that are, uh, they shouldn't really have their finger in. It's about personal freedom. Mm. But, um, and so, ideally, triathlon should be able to find its own funding and then, you know, support its own athletes. And saying that, well, we don't live in a world like that. We're in New Zealand, we live in a world, world. No, and in New Zealand, we don't. And in a lot of countries, the you know, big government seems to be becoming the thing, you know, how, you know, how life is becoming. And, and so, I suppose... You know, if that's the case, then why well, I want my support to get as much as possible. <laughs> so, like, I'm going to be selfish about it. Um, I think the reality is, uh, I don't want athletes to get a lot of money. I want them to get enough to give them a helping hand, so they can get get a foot up and, and get on the international stage. Uh, and I, I don't like the idea of rewarding athletes with taxpayer money for winning Olympic gold medals or anything like that. I think mm. if you win an Olympic gold medal, if you can't create your own identity and and, uh, and your own sort of little business as an as an athlete, then you're doing something seriously wrong and you've got to look at what being a professional athlete is all about. It really, let's not swear here, shall we? No, just Get calm down, shut it When um, elite athletes think, all I've got to do, I just want to train, that's all I want to do. And yeah. that's not what being, a, in my opinion, is being a professional athlete about. Being a professional is about yeah, making sense. a living and yeah. having a business sense and mm. you've got to do the most of your time to get the best ability you can and get the best placings you can and then you've got to figure out a way to make money if your prize money is not going to back that and uh, and if handout yet yeah, and I don't think they should be relying on handouts. And so. the thing is like for like amateur sport maybe it's a bit different but like in, in a professional sport it's your job to make money and so in that mm. way should the government be helping me? You know what I mean? Like it's like 
Yeah. yeah, you know, like ideally, you know, if I were to go totally pro, like Chris McDonald, so he's a good example. Some guy who's, you know, good level pro, you know, maybe not even be the best guy in the world, maybe war, who knows, but, you know, he's probably struggling to make a living now. Mm. He's made that choice. Now, he is, you know, doing what he's doing. Should the government help a guy like that because he's just made a choice or should. Yeah. It's a tricky one. I think another thing to think about is the feel-good factor. You know, if we get athletes that are performing on the world stage, I mean, I know when Bevan and Hamish went 1-2 at the Olympics, yeah, I felt pretty good for probably a week after, yeah. and I still feel good thinking about it. Yeah. So I think there's quite a few things to think about. I think the real... We're getting pretty deep here, but it's like nationalism, isn't it? And they, they think eventually, they the thought is eventually that will die away and you won't be so nationalistic if you're supporting. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see if it happens. I think the... the the issue is, there's two issues here, should there be funding in the first place, but probably the real big issue that probably gets on most people's nerves is, if there is going to be funding, how is it going to be done? And if, uh, if we knew the answer to that, we'd probably be, wouldn't be doing a show that would be off doing something. So we're going to be ruling the world. <laughs> we're not trying to claim we can rule the world. So this week's one, we just got a quite a lighthearted one. We want to know your predictions for 2008, and this could be anything. I want some controversial predictions, I want like big wins, I want random stuff, so go on the blog. And we want to hear what your predictions for 2008 will be. At the end of the year, we'll go back and have a look. I'm going to get one in here before we... Before I'm just going to... Go, go. Up. Bevan Isles wins wrote in record time, <laughs> 7 hours 49. Did you want me to tell them I was going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. John Cohen's in second. <laughs> right, uh, sprint finish. Sprint, sprint finish, that's right, that's right. No, we, no, we come first equal. First equal. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, you got it by hair, because you had, <laughs> you had some hair. special haircut design. <laughs> That's our news shit this long this week. News and blog for this week. Week. Wake up, mate. Oh, man. Wake up. So Phil Brown sent in this week's age group of the week. It was a while ago he sent it in, but that's okay. Cause it's back in May. <laughs> back in May. Oh, June. Yeah. Oh, July. Whatever. Something like that. Something like that. And, uh, and, and, but before he did it, he's got, I just completed the Big Woody on Saturday, and it was only when I was listening to the episode of the podcast in the car on the way home that I realised how much you guys have helped me over the past nine months. We, I just thought we did this because we're loving this. Your advice, enthusiasm, love of the sport, and keeps and humour keeps me plugging at those long runs when it was cold, dark, and raining non-stop. It also made me look really knowledgeable in front of my mates. <laughs> that's that's the key. Just because you've covered so many topics, Good. Phil. We love your work. Good stuff. And Phil finished in 11 hours 55, which Good is times. fantastic. Mm. But he wanted to nominate somebody else for age grouper. Now that's what I love. Go. Mm. I'd like to nominate my friend Emma Tilston yep. from Wales. Uh, who also competed the Big Woody. No, the time. Big Woody's quite hard, isn't it? I seem to recall that. It was quite yep. a tough race. Yeah, yep. a very hard bike course. Yep. Uh, her time of 15.02, 1 hour 35 swim, 9.04 bike, 4.33 run. Again, is not going to break any records. But it was also her first season of triathlon. She's oh. not following the John Newsom plan. She's gone with the Bevan James Isles plan. Yeah, and yeah. a year ago she couldn't even swim front crawl. So doing our thirty-five is pretty solid there. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Not even, not even a little bit of swimming. She couldn't do that. Uh, to me, she exemplifies what Ironman is all about: with being smart, dedicated, and sensible about the training. Ordinary people can do such extraordinary things. Great. I think she got more applause than anyone else that crossed the finish line, and somehow she won second female veteran. That is pretty cool, eh? Fantastic. Yeah, and you know, like, I was, I was out on the bike the other day, I was thinking, um, who is that girl for CF? Um, Tracy... Richardson? Yeah, Tracy Richardson. Richardson, Richardson yeah. Richardson, right? And uh, last year on the Ironman Kona 
coverage. coverage. She was yeah. one of the faces, wasn't she? Was she? Yeah. Yeah, well, a couple of years ago. When yeah, I was no, here. a couple of years ago. Oh, four. So, um... And, uh, you know, like, for us, we've come from athletic backgrounds. We, you know, like, for me, I've done sport for my whole life. I've made a career out of sport. And, you know, doing something like this is kind of the natural progression, you know, of, of a person who tries to challenge himself fitness physically. And uh, I find it's, must, it's fascinating for these people who go from nothing mm. to suddenly decide to do an Ironman. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? I, you know, within reason, I think almost anybody can do an Ironman. Yeah. You know, unless you've got some... Ailment is for some people. It's just going. You know to take what? A you know longer. what? I'm in the fitness industry. A lot of people wouldn't be able to. Yeah, uh, I think if they've got the right in the right headspace. Oh yeah, totally. If they put their mind yeah. to it, but a lot of people are so unfit. Yeah, but I, no, it might take them five years to oh, okay. be doing an okay. Ironman. But I think if anybody realistically probably do an Ironman, yeah. it just might take longer. So, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a sensation that I don't think ever, either you or I will ever be able to appreciate is what it's. Going like from being weighing well, 120 kgs yeah, or something like that. Yeah, to do an Ironman. And then, yeah. That's, you know, it's just huge. And, and you know, so we know how life-consuming it is. And uh, just the thought of, you know, just one day going from being a 9 to 5, you know, a mum, whatever, and, and just turn around saying I'm going to do an Ironman, to actually commit to doing it. Uh, keep um, the balance, though. Keep maintain the balance. <laughs> maintain the balance. You see some pretty... Jeez, I just thinking about unfit people. I was, I was at the gym about six months ago, and I was taking this guy through um, the beak test. You know what the beak test yeah. is? The beak test, for those of you who don't know, is like it's 20 metres, and you basically go yeah. run, from, you run from one end to the other, and it gets faster and faster. And um, as someone who's fit should probably go anywhere. Wow. A really fit person go around 150 to 200, and then you go down from there. And like, if you're really unfit, you're probably under 50. Mm. The guy got one. <laughs> yeah, really, and he was dying. Really, yeah, and it's a real concern out there how unfit people are. Big time. Yeah, like and people just don't don't move nowadays. They sit on the computer all day, and you it's... know, yeah, and it was like, mate, you need to go to the doctor. You know, I, I can't <laughs> help you right now. You actually need to go to the doctor, yeah. and you need to, you know, you're, you're killing yourself. There's some. Um, I was reading the Peter Snell book, and there's some. Good, he's doing some good research in that area, and just trying to figure out what motivates people that are, they're not necessarily going to do triathlon or anything yeah. like that what is actually going to get them to actually do some form of exercise yeah. there's a lot of research going on because it's a big problem well we are in some societies we are creating a world without where exercise you know people don't exercise mm, and, and yeah yeah it's just it's, it's sad you know this is a deep show today oh, mate, we're getting deep <laughs> go deep oh, I was just I, like I was shocked you yeah. know this guy didn't look unfit either you know like if you looked at me he wasn't overweight yeah he was probably mid 40s but you know he wasn't overweight and he probably smoked or something but when he put out one and he was like just dying really yeah yeah so anyway mm. back to our age group of the week oh sorry yeah. uh, Emma Tilson fantastic effort in the, effort. the Big Woody from Wales from in the Big Woody Sensational uh, name. You are our age group of the week. One, two, three, four, high five. Good old cat. Cat gave me an email. She was going to come see me and she snobbed me. So cat, don't like you anymore. We're getting, <laughs> getting deep again with this one. This is pretty important stuff. So what is it? How not to look like a dick when out training or racing? Mm. Okay then. I haven't got the pictures yet. Oh, the pictures were gold too. You have to you can put them on the website, eh? I could probably find them right now. Well, you, you, okay. you can do the first one. Okay, first one is, you going to put this on the website, the pictures or not? Well, if I can find them. Yeah. Never, never wear red tri shorts. We've got a picture attached here, so we're going to have to. Bevan's going to have the to. The silver find ones it. are actually better. Or Kat's going to have to send it, send it in again. And, and without being too obvious, the word dick does come to the Right. <laughs> from what I recall. Never, never wear silver tri shorts. There so we go. Not wearing red, not wearing silver. Hate to disappoint you, but on Epic Camp this year, we're getting red tri shorts. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. Because it's not going to look good. Let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let
Here we go. Look at this. Here we go. It's Gordo. It's one of them. That's what's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Gordo, he's got the pecker hanging out. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the silver one's better, but here we go. Look at the silver guy. Oh, dear. That's just... That's just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're pretty thin, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, hopefully he's not going to sue us if we put him up there. Gordo, we love you, mate, but do something about that with your pants. Okay, uh, number two, don't wear both your skin and top pants. Skin's top and pants. By your compression. Oh, okay. In public. Especially when you're racing a marathon. Luckily, I have no pick for that, but I seen it at the Auckland Marathon and I thought it was a bit painful already. Yeah, I mm. have tried putting on the skin's top and bottom. I did it around home. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> do look, do look pretty <laughs> That said, and I'm not trying to do a big plug here or anything, I'm getting such a good response from people who are getting the skins. Mm. So uh, it is worthwhile. Okay. I haven't really worn the top very much, but I do find the pants good. I have worn the top. Yeah? Just because it looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, don't run without your running shirt when your six-pack has a name of beer. Oh, really? Okay, so you only do it if you've actually got a six-pack. Mm. I've never had a six-pack. Haven't you? See, so I've got the six-pack. People think I'm skinny. I've got a good. It's it? a two. I've even got like That's seven down the end. Oh, bugger off again! No, oh, mate. No. Oh, tight. Oh no, he's dropped his apple. Bruised apple. Mm, I'm saving Actually, oh, don't worry. Um, don't wear your cycling pants unless you're a professional cyclist. Don't wear white. Cycling. Oh, white cycling pants unless you're a professional cyclist, and have the butt legs intend to pull it off. I agree with that. And I have got white cycling pants yeah. as well. So you're going to have red, you're going to have the white, you have to get you some silver. White are very dangerous to be honest. Sometimes at the gym I wear them and you've got to wear underwear when you do it as well. Trust me. And you know, underwear and cycle pants don't work, but when you're in front of like 40 people with a pair of cycle white short pants on, it's uh, Righty ho, this is, a, this is a very important one and okay. this is one that, gets, that I just do not enjoy. Every now and then do that. Are my tri pants see through test? Oh, that's very important, isn't it? I'm worried about my last year epic pants actually. Right. I think they may be doing that. Not every material is built to last, and your competitors around you will appreciate it. On that note, I'm a bit concerned about Porno. He mentioned that he had his high rule tri pants for over six years now. <laughs> he does love those pants. So, uh, yeah, Porno, it's time to get some new pants, but that is a good point. I was riding behind somebody who probably will remain nameless and those pants were completely see-through. It wasn't Bevan. No. Somebody else went riding with us the other day. Really? Do I know them? Who went riding with us the other day and smoked us everywhere. It's <laughs> fully see-through. <laughs> you know who you are. You need to get in your Sharpen up. Suit. Spare some money. Do obey the togs. Turn into undies 300 metres away from water rule and run and bike in some decent clothes unless you're a Bavarian sheik who has a beer company at his, as his main sponsor. That's old Al Salton she's referring yep. to there. I was back in the old school days. Because I've got to see some photos of you. If you, if you. I was wearing speedos and singlets all the time, and I don't remember. We used to actually think people were dicks when they wore tripads. <laughs> it used to be like that. I tell you, people go, "What are the?" It's, it's funny thing? because you know it's funny when you're when you're in the other perspective. Because for example, I was at the beach the other day, and these guys were doing surf try, yeah. and they were cut and you know mean looking bodies, and they were running around with their speedos on. You think, "Oh, what tosses?" Yeah. I remember last year at Epic Camp, I did the old school try look, yeah. and I hit my mind, and I felt like I was all this shit at the time. Uh, <laughs> so. No, Shay, seriously, man. We used to think tri pants when you know ten years ago. If you wore tri pants. You're like a freak. Why don't you just get into the sport? Properly? Yeah, commit yourself. Yeah. So do you do it nowadays? I don't know. I wear tri pants these days. Maybe on Epic Camp we should do a day where you got to wear your speedos. We've got some pretty interesting speed. I've got a few prizes, some oomph speedos that we. Well, I've got some of those oh, ones from those, last year. Those colours. Yeah. yeah I wore them to the pool once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you only wear them once. I guess it's our high five, Thank six for this week. You need to add to that, John, and how to not look like a dick. 
not off the top of my head, but I'll I'll have a think on that. One I do actually. Get, get in the habit of wiping your bogeys off your face. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, because some people, they booger, and they have this big, like, <laughs> this booger slide, and they don't wipe it, eh? and then right. it goes hard, Yeah, and it's, it's not a good look, guys. No. It's not a good look. Spit on your hand even and wipe it off. It's, I know it's not flash, but it's <laughs> it's not a good look. So that's our high five. And we always, as always, Kat, thank you for sending that in, and anybody else who wants to contribute to the show. Oh, actually, we did get a bit of, a bit of criticism. Yeah. From Luke about last week's high five from Hawal Tao. Tao. From Tao. And and he thought we were a little bit dismissive of the, the running at night because we didn't <laughs> run at night ourselves. And and we didn't actually mean to be disrespectful to the high five. It's just that because John and I don't run at night and we're quite fortunate <laughs> that we didn't have to, it was more that we had realised that, you know, we're quite fortunate. Eh? And exactly. we weren't trying to be disrespectful. And uh, so, yeah, if that Tao, came across th- that way. Thank you for saying Yeah. That. And apparently he's doing one how to high five to have for triathlon mojo. Right. So... Bring that one through soon, mate, because we, we need it. Because <laughs> otherwise we'll have to do a high five and that's mm. not good enough. So anyway, that's a high five for this week. Website of the week. Yeah, it was bike porn, and the reason I played the bike porn is because Sean the porno is racing Monica this weekend. So he's the guy who got married. No, that's Slam I Am. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. All my mates have got nicknames. Right. I like making nicknames. What's up for yours? Bevan James Isles. Mm. We don't have the mully anymore because I suppose you have got rid of it. No. But but the mully seems to have stuck, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right, anyhow, this week's website of the week. Uh, it's. More of a Kiwi site, uh, but it actually has some really good stuff, which is why I wanted to spread the, the name to the world. Sportshub.com, and it's sports with a Z, uh, hub.com. The reason why I wanted to make this website of the week was because it's uh, it's really starting to step up and put some great coverage of Kiwi races, which a lot of you guys overseas might actually find interesting. It's got some really good video coverage um, of the Towering and a Half. It's got interviews with... Karen Doe, um, with Joe Lorne, and with all the girls and guys that got on got on the podium, and it's got video coverage from all the way around the races. And I think they're going to be they'll continue on with Ironman New Zealand and, and any other races that we've got over here. We got kicked off in Sports Hub, did yeah, we? Yeah, because um, I tried to promote Sean there. I'll, I'll, I'll get on to that. He likes me. I, I, he's done a few things, so it's really good. For you guys over and having an off-season at the moment, you can keep up with a bit of Try News. And it's for those you um, Kiwi people who actually live overseas, because we know a few listeners actually live in different countries, it's one of those places to go to, you know, for your Kiwi news. Mm. So it's got, it's got up-to-date news every day. Fantastic stuff. Covers um, pretty cyc- much cyc- endurance sports. All eh? endurance sports. Yeah. And it's really good to see Julian Dean, our New Zealand cyclist, defending his New Zealand title. Um, Wasn't he the guy who got done for drugs? No. No. Who was the other one? It was the... Um, Ever go? Doesn't matter. Yeah, can't think of it. One thing they have got for those single people. Well, we, we know the best place to meet ming, meet and mingle is athlinks.com, and we've already had the well, wedding, Romeo, and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet getting married on there. But for, for, for the Kiwi Specials, Sports Dating, which is a link off uh, Sports Hub. I'm surprised they've got quite a few chicks on here, mate, eh? There's a lot of single people. I, I was thinking of you when, uh, when oh, I found this site. One, eh? yeah. Looking for friends, love and adventures. Oh, no, love adventure and outdoors. <laughs> Even more than chocolate. Newton, New Zealand, looking for some one to hang out with. Go tramping. Ooh. There you go, Ben. Go tramping. She's athletics, hiking, mm. dancing, tramping. So we know there's plenty of single people out there. If you want to meet sports-minded people, you can go to athlinks.com. Oh, look, this one. Come through. <laughs> oh, back it up. Come looking through. for a real man. Oh, oh. That dismisses you, Bevan. No. 
Mm. No, she's into swimming, dancing, she's golf, from, and fishing. She's from Golden Bay. That's right, I've got to Golden Bay. She isn't, look at that. <laughs> oh, back it up. Oh, you got to register to get the information. Uh, Don't you hate it when you do that? <laughs> but anyway, that's our Would you do it with a dating website? Uh, if you're a single man? It's a thing that you, people do this nowadays. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, yep. possibly. Yep. I did do it for a while, but... Well, you want to meet somebody you've got something, stuff in common with, and, and this yeah. is this is a sports... I'm actually know? not one on one at the moment, but I'm not against it. Against it? Still not. Yeah, she's alright too. I'm a little bit old. 47. 47. Out of my, <laughs> out of my age bracket. Get yourself a sugar baby. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's a tend to be looking at the old ones, don't they? They all do seem to be a little bit older to be honest. We haven't got many young chicks on here. I thought she was 72, 45. Mm, okay. <sighs> anyway, sportshub.com. If you want to meet people, get to athlinks.com for the Kiwis. If you want uh, to find some other endurance junkies. Athlinks should do this as well, shouldn't they? Should actually have a dating section. Thing, things will be happening, Bevan. Oh really? Oh, it's exciting times. <laughs> okay then, well that's our website of the week. Coach's Corner. What are we going to do this week, John? Give me some info. Give me some info. Going swimming again. Oh, I love swimming. You know what? I've done no swimming for Epic Camp. It's going to be interesting. (laughs) It's going to be painful. You do that 400 IM on day six. And it's keeping that. I thought we weren't having a fun day. No, we're not doing a full day of events, but we're going to be having 400 IM. Doing the press ups because that's the thing I dominated in. No, the committee's got to meet on that. We've got to confirm all the events, but it won't be an events day. We're going to have a very tough triathlon. Really? It'll be interesting. Oh, oh, I can't do well at anything because I haven't swam. Mm. Okay. Anyway, this week, uh, last week we had the wa- catching the waves. This week... Did you uh, are going to swimming theme, aren't you? Yes, we're going, trying to keep swimming interesting because people like Bevan and people who haven't come from a swimming background <laughs> always come and go, swimming sucks. Yeah. It's boring. Yeah, it is. And I think what you find, if you ever talk to uh, somebody who's come from a swimming background, say you talk to Monica or Melina or yep. somebody like that, uh, they'll, they'll say, no, I don't find it. Um, it's funny because on Epic Camp last year, um, I was talking to God, um, no, to Scott, and uh, I was saying, I was going, oh yeah, I hate swimming, and I was complaining about, I did my first ever 6k swim, yeah, and I go, oh yeah, I hate doing long swims, he goes, you, you won't swim for two hours, but you'll bike for six, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't comprehend that. So you just got to have a bit of a think about it, and hopefully these tips here will help you um, to maybe plan your sessions a little better and try to keep them a bit more interesting because mm. I agree that if you go down to the pool and you try to swim 5k straight at a steady oh. speed that's probably going to be pretty challenging even for a, for a good swimmer so, breaks your heart um, first tip you, I'm going to give you guys is, uh, is try to swim with a squ- swim squad where possible and just yep. be a bit brave a lot of people are intimidated by swim squads and, and are scared off them what you'll often find is if you do make that step uh, to going to a squad um, you'll probably quite enjoy it you'll probably find it pushes your boundaries going with other people it may mean you get the, the crap kicked out of you for a little while but uh, especially if you guys are in off season that's a time when you want to challenge yourself and you'll find it so much easier if you're with a squad so for me that's the key thing I try to do yeah. as many squads as I can the other thing about squads is that they often have like, different speed lanes so you can always find a lane generally that's going to be you know fit your ability mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, one thing I was going to say also if you don't have any swim squads in your in your area which a lot of people don't see if you can just get uh, a group of people together and mm. going down to the pool and maybe have turns at writing a program but just being with other people who are doing the same sort of set as you will you'll probably find that quite motivating even even if there's a big difference in speed um, having some other people make a difference yeah and like if you go to the pool like every let's say you go six o'clock in the morning every day you'll start to notice the people there and, and just really take the initiative eh? yeah yeah get, or get onto a forum or something like that and, yeah. and see if there's anybody around yeah 
probably uh, if you are going down by yourself, the key thing is always to have a written program before you go. It's just like asking for trouble. If you walk in there and you dive into the pool and go, right, I'm going to do a 400 warm up and then I'll think about what I'm going to do and then I'll just move on. You'll just end up shortchanging yourself and you'll probably be out of the pool within you know, 30, 40 minutes when you're aiming to maybe do 60 or 70 minutes. So yep. always have a written program. Um, take alongside a piece of paper. Just put a little few little um, drops of water on the, the dive blocks if you've got blocks in the pool and you slap it on there and it sticks on like a piece oh, of chicken. That's a good gun. trick. I didn't actually clear that one, just thought oh, of that. Mate. Um, thought provoking, I'd say. Thought provoking. So that's a, that's always right to have a written program. The other big one that a lot of people who don't come from a swimming background don't do and take a while to understand is to use the clock to motivate you um, and to keep track of all your swimming. So what I mean by that is taking time to your intervals um, and sort of beginning to learn what your different efforts, uh, how they relate to, to speed. So for example, if I was going to go down the pool and I was going to do, I don't know, six 200s or something like that, um, I would look at the clock every time and be able to tell you every single time that I do. Yep. Uh, and, and that keeps you motivated, keeps you looking at the clock, it helps to, to count the number of reps. Because you've got doing. awareness of your speed. Yeah, and making yeah. sure that when you are doing a set where you're trying to get faster, um, when you increase your effort, your speed is actually increasing as well. Mm. The other big thing uh, for using the clock is use the clock to count your lengths for long sets. Uh, so it helps you to keep on track so you know what sort of speed speed you're maintaining and also how it helps to count. So what I mean by that is if I was going to be in the pool doing an 800, every 100 metres uh, I would just turn my head a little bit, look at the, the clock on the wall and I'd you know, maybe turn and say a 1 minute 20 uh, and then next one I might do a 1 minute 21 and by doing that you can count how many lengths you're doing. So if I left on when the white pointer is at the top, so I'm leaving on the 60, I'd do my first 100 and it'd be at the 20. If I lose count somewhere and I know it's back around to the 60, I'll know that if I've been holding 120s, I'll be at the 300 metre mark. So it helps to keep you on track that mm, way good. and also helps to motivate you to, to try to maintain your speed or if you're trying to go faster, to go faster. So if you don't have a clock at your pool, just where you're watching the pool and when you're doing your turn at sure, the you have a clock mark, at your pool. Not every pool has clocks, or they may sometimes they're not completely visible. In that case, actually tell the pool people to get a clock up because <laughs> you know, what happened at Aqua Gym a while ago? They actually took the clock down. Really? Well, they know they had the the, the 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 minute clock, but then they had another clock that you could watch from the other side. Yeah. And they took it down, and, yeah. and so many people complained, and they yeah. put it back up. But really, like, what does a clock cost? Not much. You know, so really, you know, Good. turn up with a clock yourself. Yeah. <laughs> or, if, if you're in the process of waiting for them to buy a clock, mm. then you just wear your watch, and every 100 metres, just check your times, and you can use that as well instead of the, the, the wall clock. Yep. Um, another one that a lot of people sometimes fall down is whenever you do your sets, you may do them with, say, 10 seconds rest. So you might go down the pool, you might do 12 400s on 10 seconds rest. What I'd probably suggest you, you do is maybe try to do them on set times that are giving you the amount of rest you want. So for example, maybe doing 12 200s, um, doing maybe doing 4 on the 3 minutes 30, 4 on the 3 minutes 15, and 4 on the 3 minutes 05, um, as opposed to just doing a set amount of rest. So that just spices it up a little bit, keeps it a little more interesting. Challenging too, eh? Yeah, and mm. ch challenges you because then you've got to make a certain time in order to get, it, in order to get the rest that you want. And I think the key to these things, 
to being successful is to really stick into it because especially when you're by yourself you don't really have to answer to anybody mm. so you can sometimes just go oh bugger I was doing it for 15 seconds here but to actually really try okay in the set mentally prepare for it and really go for it yeah mm. and that's one of the, we, do, we do some sets like that on Epic Camp where it doesn't necessarily have to be super challenging but you've yeah. just got to get in there and you've got to hold your form and hold your speed rather than you know if you're doing it on 10 seconds rest you might just be getting progressively slower but still getting the same amount yeah. so yeah, it keeps no, you honest no reward is there uh Use your watch for long swims to help counting and motivation. So again, same sort of thing if you've got yep. your watch on, you just go through, just watch the clock every 100 meters, and after a while you'll get used to learning off the clock and being able to count, count your length. So if you do lose track, if for example you're holding one minute 20 pace, you'll easily be able to look up at the clock and figure out from wherever it's pointing uh, how many lengths you've done. Bevan's getting bored already. He's putting. Oh, we've got six hour bike ride, mate. Give me a break. <laughs> I don't get sleep till twelve thirty, so. Just, um, uh, a necessary part it's of. It's a love in this relationship. <laughs> a necessary part of doing uh, Ironman racing is to do long swims. Uh, so you know you can't really avoid doing some two or three k straight swims where you, where you just got to get out there and you got to do the distance. What I'd suggest you do when you're doing those is just to spice them up a little bit rather than swimming at the same speed for two or three kilometers. So one thing that I get a lot of guys to do is just simply repeat 400 meters steady, 100 meters hard, 400 meters steady, 100 meters hard. Again, it helps with your counting so you don't lose count quite so much and it just keeps it a little bit interesting. Have you got a good trick other than the clock for keeping count? Uh, do you lose it much? No, I always use the clock. Okay. Yeah, or I just chain do it like this. So then I think all I've got to do is count for four hundred meters. Okay. And then I know I've got a hundred meters hard, and then I've just got to count four hundred. Okay, so sixteen. Yeah. Or four, but eight. if I tried to count, you know, do a two k and counting it off length by length, I would I'd lose it after about yeah. two lengths. Yeah. Two lengths. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you need to sharp it up, mate. <laughs> document your times. Oh. Just keep a log. Keep a log. Keep a look, keep a record of what what you've done, and use that to motivate you. So for your continuous swims, keep a log of what you've done, even if it's not a maximal effort. Um, when you're doing your intervals, keep a log of what time, how much rest you're actually getting them. Uh, so if you're doing say 400 meter reps and you're doing them on the seven minutes, just quite make a quick note of roughly what times you're holding, so then you've got something to go back and and use that as a motivator as well. Yep. Uh, again, this sort of links in. Do regular time trials to assess your progress. Um, so probably once every three weeks or so doing a time trial of some description anywhere from 400 meters up to 5k uh, so you can you can again use that as a motivator get, get yourself filmed, filmed. Nice. Um, and this is I mean I guess this isn't uh, necessarily how to keep things interesting but that will help you to identify no I think it does because I think what happens with filming is is it gives you feedback that when you get in the pool you actually want to focus on you know what I mean and, and that does keep it interesting doesn't it yep um, good, you're, you're nice, great. Nice to chip in. Working. Wow, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, you're a legend. Get yourself filmed, and even I guess I haven't actually tried this, but I guess even if you haven't got a video camera, you could probably do it with a mobile phone and get some sort of feedback from mm. that. Uh, the problem you've got in a lot of countries is um, you pull out the video camera and people think you're a flipping pedophile. So just obviously got to be a little bit careful of that. Well, the thing is nowadays, a lot of your little handheld point and shoots have mm. the video mode on them that are fairly decent. So it's worth you know just using one of those, and it's not so obvious. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> Just do it under yeah. your shirt. <laughs> Which doesn't look suspicious at all. In <laughs> uh, my number 10, because this is uh, 10 tips to keeping your swimming interesting. Oh, nice. So you're going to keep this up as a piece, are you? I could do. Yeah, nice. Jeez, that's a challenge. Yeah. Uh, try to focus on one aspect of your stroke uh, whenever you go down for a swim. So rather than thinking about two, three, four, five, or your complete stroke, just focus on one part of your stroke uh, in any session and set yourself a little goal to work on that all the way through. Beautiful. 
There you uh, go. Anything else to add? Just no. so you're going to be interested. You're going to be bit down the pool tomorrow, smacking out some. The problem is, I, the problem is, I have at the moment is I, I don't have a lot of time, and I've been, I basically want to cycle as much as I can. <laughs> and so my running's okay because Epicent's not really about running. I can do 50 minutes a day and knock out a two-hour run when I need to, but. Um, I just so bike, <laughs> so lacking with bike oh, fitness, okay. and I don't want to be suffering on the bike. So I figure I'm just going to do the swims, you know, just get through the swims. I don't care if I'm at the back, but yeah, I'm not going for any juicy this year. Oh, that's what they all say. <laughs> oh, no. You know what my swim is like. I'm not. I'm not kidding anyone here. Okay, so that's Kitchen's uh, Corner for this week. Questions and answers, and good old Ollie sent through the first question. Ollie Jenner. Ollie Jenner says, Oliver, you know. I'm training for Ironman Switzerland, which will be my second Ironman. I am thinking of incorporating a block of mountain bike biking into my program for winter for the winter months. Oh, that's the alarm. No, it's not. Oh. Is it something you do uh, and have yeah, any ideas for some training sessions based off-road? I have not heard of many Ironman athletes doing off-road training. Is there a reason for this? Uh, well, if we remember back to what was the movie we Peter watched, E, what it, what it takes. What it takes. He yeah. was doing it, wasn't he? Mm. He yeah. was doing a bit of mountain biking. So it, I think it kind of depends what sort of the climate you live in and really what your your goals are. You know, obviously you're wanting to do an Ironman. Um, if you are looking to absolutely maximise your performance and if you live in somewhere which has got a moderate climate, I think you'll be better off road cycling. Um, but uh, in terms of mountain biking, what certainly benefits, and, and a lot of Ironman athletes do do it if they live in a, a, a not such a good climate. So, what mountain biking is going to do for you improves your skills, which is which is important, especially for a course like Switzerland, which does actually have a few hills in it, and, and cornering and things like that is a bit more of a factor than say Ironman New Zealand, which is more or less straight line riding. Um, so, it teaches you to spin a bit better, especially on the climbs, and it'll improve your descending and your climbing. Um, the other, probably the key reason why Peter Reid would have been doing it um, weather. in Canada is the weather. Yeah. So it keeps your training in poor conditions, which is which is better. You know, the main thing is is if you just got to keep your training going, and if it means mountain biking, then, then so be it. Uh, it's also a lot of reasons why some people do it as a, a bit of a change in focus. You know, doing tri training and Ironman training twelve months a year for some people is um, is not what it's all about. And mountain biking is like in your middle. I don't really mountain bike, but it's pretty beautiful. Oh yeah, fantastic. you know, off road riding is yeah. just yeah sensational. And so some, if, if you're into it, I'd say it'd be great. Mm. Um, so, so that being said, um, if you're in a, if you were in a moderate climate like New Zealand, where we can cycle pretty much twelve months a year, the riding in winter is uh, you, know, you need to be doing it during the day. Mm. Um, um, so again, Bevan and I are a little bit fortunate in that yeah. regard. Um, but you, you would be better off in improving your cycling performance, spending most of your time on your road bike and maybe doing a, a winter season of bike racing. One thing I would, I would add here is that be really careful with mountain biking. It's a very dangerous sport. <laughs> yeah. and, and so many people get injured on mountain bikes. That's part of the attraction for most people. Yeah, totally. But if you're aiming to do Switzerland, you don't want to have an injury mm. through just because you want to do some recreational mountain biking. And, and I think you've just got to be really choose tracks that aren't that advanced, mm. you know, that aren't that technical. Well, and On the way up, they can, can be, but on the way down... Yeah, they, yeah, maybe find a route where it's a little bit safer or go on the road on the way down or something because it's just you know like they say that in New Zealand their mountain bikes is the most cause of spinal right. units it, really yeah 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 it's just there's just so many injuries involved you know because you come off so easy don't you yeah. and your hands first and you know and like you, you know so if, if you're training for your Ironman Switzerland just be really careful of that because you don't want to get injured just because you're on a mountain bike ride mm. you know and, and it, it happens a lot so in summary if you can't ride your, your road bike uh Mountain biking would be fantastic, and there are definite mount advantages to mountain biking. If you're really hardcore and you're really looking at making a massive improvement in Switzerland, and if you've got 
bike racing available to you, I think that would be a better. Would you would you care about the mountain bike? What? Well, yeah, because you get those really bouncy ones with lots of suspension, or would you get a hardtail? I get a hardtail with yeah. um, front suspension. Yep. Okay, there we go. Uh, Donna is saying, yesterday I sat in front of my computer and tried to register for Ironman Florida. They opened registration 10 minutes before the hour and I went for it. I was so nervous and excited that my hands were shaking. <laughs> By 7 minutes after the hour, the race was sold out. I got in. This will be my first Ironman. So I have a couple of questions for you guys. Are there any guidelines for B and C races? How many half Ironmans and when should you do them? Should you do a century ride or marathon? What about tri-sprint tries? Is there a certain number of weeks prior to Ironman that you should not participate in any races? Back it up. That's a lot of questions. That's a lot of questions. Did you do your work on this one? address a few of them. Here we go. Number one, John, give it to us. Number one. I think the main thing with Ironman Florida that a lot of people need to be careful of is it's an end-of-season race, and it's a very late-season race. So that's probably my main tip, is to be careful when you're going to start your main part of your build-up. Uh, if you start racing at, say, Oceanside, if you, if you are an American, uh, if you start racing Oceanside in March, and then Ironman Florida is November, it's going to be a very long season, and the risk of getting burnt out is very high. So that's probably the first considerations. In terms of answering a few of your other questions, how many half Ironman races... I generally recommend two half Ironmans. I see, I'll, I'll put him off your head, okay? You, okay. Two, you generally two half Ironmans. Minimum, I'd say one half Ironman and then some half Ironman simulations. Hey, John, what about other tries? Um, I would say, Bevan, uh, <laughs> two or three, unless you're, um, unless you're in a position where you're able to do long rides midweek, and in that case, you might be able to do a few more. You've really got to keep a lot of weekends reserved for doing long rides, so that reduces the amount of racing you can do to a certain extent. Century group riding? I think century group riding is good. Um, early what, what is on. this? What is this? Is like just doing 100k with 100, 100, mile? 100 miles generally when they say okay. century, so 160k. So With a group. I think that's fantastic, especially early on. What uh, I think you need to be just a little bit careful of is as you're getting closer to the race, you need to do more of your longer rides either by yourself or with very small groups uh, and doing plenty of non drafting riding. Yeah, it would not be the best build-up to do century rides and group rides all the time. It would be okay, but it would not be quite the same. And it also depends on, on the desired result. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, marathon. Bring it on, Marathon. Bring it on, Marathon. Uh, that would depend a little bit on your ability. Uh, I'm not a big big person on doing marathons, so I would say... Um, Why not? I don't know, I just find people tend to take quite a long time to recover from them okay. if, they're, if they're inexperienced. Experienced guys, like say Albert, he always does an early season yeah. marathon and uh, it seems to work quite well for him. Um, but he's so been a runner for years, hasn't he? he? Has. Yeah. So if you're coming from, say, not such a sporting background, I'd probably encourage you over your winter period to do running races and probably maybe aim more at doing one or two half marathons as opposed to a marathon. Nice. Oh, be okay. my tips. So I think we've covered a few of your questions there, but I think... Uh, Good luck for your build-up, and I would say the main thing is is just be a bit careful in terms of uh, getting too carried away too early and changing your focus around a little bit. And when it comes to actually training for the race, probably doing around about a 16-week build-up where you're blending all three disciplines together and using your off-season in the spring, probably to either focus on your cycling or your running or doing blocks of. Nice. Uh, Mike Fisher actually sent through um, a question. He's got, I'm an age group athlete, triathlete from the US, uh, Massachusetts, with a marathoning background. I'm also a big fan of your podcast. Well, we love you, Rod. Oh, it's not Rod. Mike. Rod. Michael. Yeah. But the reason I said Rob was, I've always had an interest in Rod Dixon's career. Now, for the other two who don't know, Rod Dixon was an amazing runner, wasn't he? No, he was fantastic. Iconic Kiwi. Yeah, Iconic Kiwi. And he won, he, he won Boston as well, didn't he? Yep. He won, well, he won one of the big ones. I think it was either Boston or New York. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he won Boston as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, didn't do well in the Olympics, did he? But he was always happy that he won Boston because it's kind of like the race. Um, 
And for years I've been searching for a poster of his famous win over Jeff Smith in the 1983 New York Marathon. I've heard about that one. Yeah, well he's got a picture of it. I'll find it for you in a second. But um, he's just wondering, now he's been trying to find it and trying to get a bigger version of it. He's sent us a version of it, but it's quite small. Yeah. And he's just wondering that if anyone knows where he would be able to get a bigger version of the poster. Now, I think he's going to be pretty hopeful, to be honest, because I had a bit of a Google search, but... Um, I think, uh, from memory of that race... It's a great photo. Smith, it was uh, it, This guy, Jeff Smith, was just smoking it off the front the whole way, and Rod Dixon caught him just at the very, very end. Really? There it is, look. Right. It's, it's a perfect sports photo, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. You're, so, for those of you who can't see this, obviously, maybe I'll put this on the website this week. I'll Man Talk. And you've got Rod Dixon, who's got his arms up in glory, and you've got this guy lying on the background, just, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, that's sport, isn't it? It is. It's great. I remember one time Rob Dixon, you know, he was a bit past it then, and, you know, they were doing the Boston Marathon, and so what they had is, they had, this back in, like, you know, 87, and they had a camera cam, yeah. and they had him running with, like, a, with like a, a, you know, a motorcycle cam, helmet with a camera on it. Oh, yeah. He must have been so uncomfortable. And the footage is always really crap from those, because they move yeah. so much, and it was just, oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. So there you go. So, yeah, so if anyone can help with that, can you give us an email at www.imantalk at gmail. And the last question we had in, or comment, is uh, leading in nicely to our sponsors. Oh, Richard Baines, he's a legend. Richard Baines is asking, is there an Iron Man Talk group on Athlinks? I cannot uh, seem to work out how to search for it. Okay. So there's uh, some exciting news at Athlinks. What's the exciting news, John? We've got some new things happening. We're going to be talking through these over the next few weeks. Um, <laughs> but basically what we want you guys to do is get onto athlinks.com. They've uh, launched a new feature on there, which is basically going to be creating different sorts of groups. Just need to do my list. Yeah, you can. Yep. And so we are, we are creating an Iron Man group, which people can communicate. Um, so how do I find most. it, Jumbo? So basically, we're going to talk you through how to do it. So the first thing you want to do is go on athlinks.com, log, log in, click on the business directory. Oh, here we go. Which is at the top of the page next to the Athlinks logo. Yep, top so left. click on that, and then it's basically got a directory of all, you know, pretty much all sports businesses or, or anything, any companies that have... So uh, we are under a business, are we? Yep. Oh, we can search good. under I've Iron Man Talk. Oh, this is exciting. And Bevan's doing that now. Yep. And Iron Man Talk. Click on Iron Man Talk. It's a fitness website, Ooh. and it was created six hours ago. And then it's going to bring up a little profile. We've only got uh, we've got two staff members at the moment, myself and Bevan. That's pretty cool. And then we've got two friends. We've got a good old Andrew from Athlinks. Oh, just love our business. This yep. sounds official. We're a business now, mate. We are. Oh, I'm loving this. And basically what we want people to do is come along and join us. Oh, you got my dress wrong. Uh, did I? Yeah, it's okay. 14. Okay. Oh, it's not fair. Let's <laughs> not change that. Yeah, sort it out. Uh, and we want people to join up to our group, and then we can communicate with you guys. You guys can communicate against each other. We can, we're can. we going to post things up here occasionally, pictures and things like that. So it'll be another source of information and a great place for, for you guys to meet, and we can create a few more relationships. Mm, that's so, that's great. Yeah. So you basically go on, you click on the business directory, find Iron Man Talk, you come to our sort of main page, and then what you do is, on the left-hand side, there's a button that says, Endorse This Company. Endorse. And you don't need to do that because you're already, you're already on there. I'm the staff. You, you, you staff. Yeah. You click on that, and that will basically make you one of Iron Man Talk's friends by doing that. Oh, you know what? Mm -hmm. We're only one of two companies, because we're a business, mm. that come under the category of 
fitness website. Mm-hmm. So it's a brand new feature that basically got launched this morning. Now where this is really cool is that, for example, if you've got your favorite products, let's say you love your Blue 70, mm-hmm. and you always like the websites, and you want to hear the latest kind of product kind of releases and all that kind of stuff, you join the businesses of the products you like. Or for example, if you've got a favorite bike brand and whatever. And then Athlinks, what they're doing is they are connecting with these companies and using it as a way for the companies to be able to communicate with athletes. Mm. So if you want to get, and you'll find over time that companies will offer good deals yep. and you'll get good product knowledge and again, you'll be able to look cool around your mates because you go, oh yeah, the new uh, Coyote. <laughs> or Genius. Exactly. And, uh, and that way, what will happen is, you know, you just kind of get more feedback on the information you're interested in about the products you like. So we, it's going to just take a little while to roll out, but what we want you guys to do is join up to the Ironman Talk um, group yep. and then obviously you can join up to any other groups you want and it'll probably take a while before they start communicating with you guys but we'll, we'll use this occasionally to, to oh, I think we should things. get right into it because it's good times eh? yeah good times we'll put a few pictures up there oh, yeah. it's going to be fantastic Fan flipping testing click on the business directory find Man talk join up to our group and you're away so for those who emailed me I'll get onto it this week because I've got Sorry. Okay, then we have Coffees of Hawaii. And it's exciting times in our lives, John, but you know why? Why, Bevan? Because next week, we're going to be having lots of Coffees of Hawaii, aren't we? We're going to be sampling a few new flavours from the Albinator. Oh, there's new flavours? I don't know, there might be. <laughs> but, uh, Overpromise, underdeliver. <laughs> we'll be, um, we'll get Albert on the show and just talk a little bit more about the company as well and um, what they're sort of doing over the next little... You think he's pretty sharp at the yeah. moment? Uh, Albert's always pretty sharp. Yeah, he's He'll pretty sharp, isn't he? he it up when he wants to. He doesn't lick it, does he? Mm. So coffeesofhawaii.com. Uh, you know what we haven't done in a while? We haven't talked about a coffee. Oh, okay. So let's have a look, buy online. Buy online. Yep, go. You talk about, oh, Valentine's Day is coming. Mm. Valentine's Day is coming, Jumbo. Do you do anything for Valentine's Day? Come on, mate. I know you're married, but you've still got to give some love. Yeah, yeah, no, we do. Do you? Yeah, when is it? Is it 12th or 14th? Something like that. I like that. Not last Valentine's Day, the Valentine's Day before that was my stag do. So that's what I did on Valentine's Day before. It doesn't say in my diary what day it is. Uh, I think yeah. it's the 12th. Okay. Do, do you get Valentine's? I reckon, I reckon, now, now listen. If you like somebody, because I once got a big bunch of flowers, and this person spent like $100 on flowers for me. Yeah. Like, hardcore, great, loved it. Didn't put their name in it. Right. What's the point? It's your chance, your one day of the year, to let it out of the bag. Yeah, but you, you, you got to put your name I know, on it. That's what I mean, just let it oh, out of the bag. I was like, well, let your emotions And they wrote this letter to me like, oh, you know, we've been friends forever and blah, blah. I couldn't figure out who it was. <laughs> and then put a name on it, so it was like a waste of 100 bucks for you, ask me. Could be a listener, it could... No, this is, this is years ago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, back to, back to coffees of Hawaii. What about the macadamia nut? Where is the macadamia Oh, look at that. Like Premium beans from throughout Hawaii, Kauai, come together, um, capturing the essence of the islands. A medium roasting releases the essence. Then our roast master adds a touch of macadamia. You'd like to be a roast master, wouldn't you? I would like to be a roast master. <laughs> Definitely. Mm. Brings me back to those times we're roasting those beans in here. <laughs> <laughs> HMA. Uh, they were pretty good, but so there we go. So get on the coffees of Hawaii, get some coffee, and we'll be doing more about that. Oh, oh, sorry. You just get too excited about your coffee. I do, don't I? Okay. Uh, trybuys.com. Oh. And the sale continues, Bevan. The sale continues. continues. Mate, Trybuys deliver, don't they? Get on there, and the sale continues. There's also, um, if you haven't been on there for a little while, um, Crow reflects on an amazing day in Kona. I was just like, kind of later on in the piece. Yeah, he's just, well, he's sort of talking through his uh, his race over there. So, you know, it was a pretty impressive performance, and uh, yeah. 
There are some surprising absentees at the lead group, including the, some of the main contenders, Brownie and Rocky Becker. Rocky Becker walked it. Really? Walked the, walk, walked the marathon. The whole thing? Yeah. Really? Well, not enough the whole thing, but he, he came in about 11 hours or something like that. Wow. So That's a good effort, because you know, like, you think it just pull out. Well, have you not watched the DVD yet? Not even a chance. Oh, no, they, they, they're interviewing on the run, and he says, uh, when he started doing Iron Man, he said he would uh, never DNF. Oh, really? So, credit to him, but he, walked, he uh, looked like he was walking for a long way. Really? Yeah. Was it good? It wasn't bad. Yeah. Wasn't bad? Good? Well, pretty pretty stock standard yeah. for, for Kona coverage. You had your um, your general interest stories, um, you had a lot of Macca time, a lot of McKaylee time, a lot of... Uh, Badman time, yep. and uh, the guys that I guess they weren't expecting to do quite so well didn't uh, do well. Uh, didn't get so much time. So like Crowey didn't get much. Uh, Chrissy Wellington didn't get a didn't get a huge amount. But, that frustrates you, doesn't it? Ah, uh, you still got your alarm. Got to get out of here. But anyway, um, trybuyers.com. The specials are still flowing. Have they changed the specials? I was curious. Oh, mate. Somebody, somebody sent me in some details on how to stop it doing this, but uh, we'll sort it out because obviously the, you're annoying the listeners, John. <laughs> you are, and they've, they've gone hard enough to tell you to sort it out, and you haven't you, done it. Your phone rang before, and he edited that out. No, I didn't. It's <laughs> <laughs> not true. But anyway, trybuys.com for all your swim, bike, run, exterior, tri gear needs. The yep. sale is still. Um, and uh, the feedback we always get from anyone who's used it has been that it's, it's bloody great. Mm. Just a couple of quick things that I've got here to mention on my little list of Iron Man talk things to do. Uh, John, you forgot to mention how your race went last weekend. It was pretty, pretty <laughs> stamped. We got an email from someone. Somebody trying to be a smarty at the party saying he smoked me, which. Right. Bet you by three minutes, mate. And he said he wasn't. Exp- he was. He saw. The, he, he goes. I saw the legendary John Newsom out there, and just thought, oh, he's going to smoke the field. Yeah. And then he beat you. It was no. Smoking. So tell us about it, Jumbo. What no happened? Smoking. What happened? I was. No, I was expecting to ride close to two twenty. Um, on a good day. Well, on a great day, what would you ride on that if, course? If, I'd, if I was in good shape as an individual, say, say I was in the same shape that I was last year for Wanaka, which was reasonable. Crikey, we've been going for an hour and eight. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> Uh, I would, if I was racing as an individual, I'd expect to ride 220 and then run well off the bike. I okay. rode 225 as a team, out of shape. Um, so that was it. And uh, and he beat you by three minutes. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, the interesting thing when you do a team though, at a race like that, you get zero warm up because you oh, know, your, your, your bikes your bikes rack, so you can't do any warm up on your bike. I guess I could have gone for a bit of run. That's where the five minutes was. Exactly. Yeah. But he wouldn't have had a warm up. It was probably either. eight minutes of cost shit to be honest. It, it was uh, all things equal, so he, yeah. he didn't have warm up. But, but yeah, I thought I was actually going quite quickly, and so I thought I was actually going to go a bit quicker than that. But hey, hey. it's the way the cookie crumbles. It's only a C race. I'm going to be firing by the time rope comes around. That's all I care about. Oh, see, there you go. How would I say? I'm getting here. Um, the camp Kia Kaha. Kia Kaha camp. We need some of your pommies, more of your pommies to sign up because it's a perfect preparation for Ironman UK. It's good timing. It's good timing for any race for that matter. Um, but we do good timing for any race. Yeah. Ironman New Zealand is yeah. great timing. Perfect. You're only, you're only eight months out. <laughs> get, some, get some early pace in. You know, oh, um, we've still got some spaces for Camp Kia Kaha. It's going to be bloody good times. Anybody who's been over to Pyrenees Multisport Sport um, says it's an absolutely wicked experience. You get to go ride some of the climbs of the Pyrenees, have a good time with us, and hey, we'll do some... Uh, plus, some, you get to do my clap game. Clap, 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 and maybe even some card games if you're lucky. No, no, I've got some good games, because I do lots of group training. Right. I've got some great games to bring along. So go to our website, click through... We won't actually leave the building, we'll just stay play games the whole weekend. Okay. Yeah. Click on our website, go through to PyreneesMultisport.com, and... And you can find out all the details. It's um, very well priced. It's not expensive. No. So get on there. It's all good. Okay. Um, what else do you have? Uh, John's coaching website. 
Uh, you need to sort it out, man. I went on your other website today, yesterday, and it links down. doesn't. Bloody, don't get me started. Don't, don't get, get me started. Did you go with GoDaddy? <laughs> Did I want? Oh, really? It's just a bit of a slow process when you're changing domain uh, servers or whatever. Okay. But uh, coachjohnnewson.com is. Uh, and email questions is www.ironmantalk at gmail.com. Anything mm-hmm. else? You click on an app. We haven't really said that for a while. No, if you're buying any products at Amazon, yeah. just go through our website and we yeah. get a little flick there, which is great. Um, jerseys, bike jerseys? Uh, we've got a, I've, got, I've got a couple at home. I think got a couple of larges. So if anybody does want a large, just flick, a, flick me an email. And if you want to, any other sizes, we'll, we'll do an order when we get up to 10 jerseys. We've okay, still got a so got any good gossip for me, John? What's been happening in your life? Going to Wanaka this weekend? Going to Wanaka this weekend. Quite looking forward to that. Jombo was secretly thinking about sneaking in and trying to get some money again, weren't you? It was. You, but you do a bit of that secret training stuff, don't you? I, some, I, in the past, I have. Yeah. But now Thomas has arrived... Life's changing, is, isn't it, John? There is, there is not much secret training. I'm pretty honest with the amount of training I do, and it's not a great deal. It's all happening. Epic Camp is the beginning. So how are you feeling, Epic? I'll be fine, except for when the pace goes up. Yeah. You know, if, if we keep a fairly aerobic pace, I know I can ride 300 k's, and I wasn't that tired after that. So yeah. any aerobic stuff is fine. At the weekend, I went and we did a swim, bike, run sort of session, and I did a bit of. I started smacking around a little bit with these young schoolboys. I was cocked within about 10 kilometres, so yeah. I'm going to have to be a bit careful. Yeah, I'm, I'm training this. Like last year, I'm, my fitness just is nowhere near the same as last year, and so for me, I'm, it's really just about completing the camp, hmm. and uh, just being wise, especially early on in the camp. Yep. You know, if you've got yeah. it at the end, go for it, but... Yep. And anything else? Any other goals? Uh, got a few things on trade, I'm selling lawnmower on trade, people go crazy on lawnmowers. They do, man, hey. How much are you getting? It's only after a little bit, but it's like it's crap. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, But I'm honest with it. Oh, that's a different topic. It's just hilarious what people buy on trade. So, so the other night I ate a bit of a, bit of a Barbie, and uh, we had Singstar. Have you played Singstar? No. Oh, is that where you, it's like karaoke? So karaoke, look at these, karaoke for kids. Look at these photos. Look at that. Yeah. That is... That. Yeah, but your neighbours are loving you. Oh, yeah, but that's all right. Yeah. Look at, the, look at the... Oh, you kind of have to see it, guys. But if you haven't played SingStar, because we played it outside and so our neighbours would have been complaining. Oh, back it up. <laughs> Good times. Yep. So anyway. Had a barbie. Uh, yep. Last time you go to sleep till six in the morning. I don't get that. What? Why, why don't you go in and just go to bed at a reasonable hour, start a bit earlier? Because when you're having fun, we started at seven o'clock at night. Why don't you start at four in the afternoon and then you could have got to bed at a reasonable hour and you wouldn't have been grouchy. Yeah, because gr- you wouldn't have been grouchy even when I called you on Sunday. Did you call me on Sunday? Yeah. Was I grouchy? No, I'm just going to... Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. What else has been happening? I'm off to Wanaka on Friday. Uh, okay, so we're going to meet the people somewhere? Outside Spates Ale House on race day at... I don't know. <laughs> well, let's do it so we have marathon time kind of way. Well, they'll be hitting the marathon about five and a half hours into the race for the elite guys. So it starts at seven, so about 12.30. We'll say one. Well, they'll be off the bike by then. No, but then we... Oh, okay. 12.30. Yeah. Okay, 12.30, Spates Ale House. Now, if you don't... It's really obvious you can't miss it. It's on the main strip. I will be there. And just if you want to say hello, feel free. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully you know what we look like. We've put enough photos of ourselves on that bloody website. <laughs> um, that's it. We're even, look at that. Burning, burning marshmallows. Nice. And that was at four in the morning. That's nice. Still got my top off. Good. It was hot at the weekend. It was very... Oh, very good. Nice work. <laughs> I I, I do the show with a child Bevan's changing We need a woman We need a responsible woman In Bevan's life We need a responsible woman In Christchurch We're keen on Actually 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 There could be some news On that front Right But that's right I I don't want to spread gossip Until it's confirmed Right But Bevan James Isles May have some news soon Anyway 
Let's wrap this up. We're talking crap. Iron Russ. Iron Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kick, Kick hard.